Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. And so profit after holding costs of about 50K and GST of about 40, um, 170. This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we continue our conversation with developer Alan Castorina. We discuss the mindset that allows him to develop six to eight properties a year and how the evolution of his favorite book impacted that. We also hear how he turned a $400,000 disaster into an amazing subdivision and much, much more. Castorina's plethora of life experience and property experience means he's both seen the good and bad side of the development world. Some experiences were so substantial, they completely changed his mindset. Well, it's all about mindset. I just recently listening to Bob Proctor, um, and he said, you know, you, you go in a in a building and you're from the bottom level, and you, how far do you see? And then you go up to the next level, and you see a little bit further, and you keep you keep learning through your life. And the more you do, the more you can see. And and I um with with my um it's it's. Probably the biggest one was Landmark Forum back in um, three years ago. I did with with Young joining Young and doing his course. He he advocates going to Landmark, and that was a big eye opener for me. Um, it it I, I actually end up doing the whole course, the whole curriculum, and it's more about you know we we often think the world is. We're fixed and the world is malleable. Now we can change the world, but that showed me that the world is largely fixed and we're the ones that have to adapt. And and every day we have to adapt. You know, people talk to you and you react. Um, but that landmark forum really showed me who I am and how I am, how I present in the world. And so it's a really good thing to do. Um, we often uh, become a roadblock in ourselves, you know, our fears and the way we react to things in, in life. Um, and that's that's what opened me up. I mean, doing property and shares, do all the other stuff is, is, is just the doing bit, but learning about yourself is was really a big um, thing and, and it's constant learning. It's all the time. So I'd say that was probably the one of the biggest turning points there, yeah. Starting off with Renos and then moving into subdivisions allow Castorina's company to grow steadily. Now they blend their workload together for maximum productivity. For the last three years, we've been doing, you know, averaging between six or eight projects a year. Um, and the blend of, we start off doing majority of renovations because that's what we were used to doing. 
and then I've been throwing in some subdivisions. I've been trying to build that business up, and now so now it's like fifty fifty. So currently we um, we've got we're just finishing a Queenslander renovation in Brisbane. We're just about to put that on the market next week. I've got a three lot subdivision in the middle middle ring suburb in Brisbane. Um, that's sort of towards the end of it. I'm, I'm going to plant ceiling now. All the, all the blocks are sold, so it's just a matter of just doing the paperwork and getting the council to, to stamp it and getting titles. Um, and I've got a, another project under contract that's an eight-lot subdivision that um, we're doing a pre-lodgement meeting next week with council to see if they will allow us to do what we want to do and if not, then how do they want to do it. Um, so hopefully that we can and iron out a lot of engineering issues with that to see if, you know, moving forward, it's a it's a viable project. Um, yeah, and we we just sold a few, you know, like the one I told you about that pool, and that we just that that's settling in a couple of weeks, and um, yeah, so that's the current situation. While he tackles both subdivisions and renos, he enjoys one more than the other. I, I like the subdivisions. My wife. She, Michelle, she likes the Renos. I like the the Renos because of the cash flow. Because you know that the one that pool house was too much. Normally we do them in four to six weeks with with they're finished, and, and so that that income stream is good. Um, you know, subdivisions take a lot longer. You get you get profits. Uh, you know, ten to twelve months apart. But I, I like the subdivisions because they're, they're sort of more. Um, uh, I, I like that engineering side of things. I like that, um, and I like finding them. I like this, you know, trying to design the, the blocks of land, how we're going to do it, and acquiring them. I like talking to people. I like meeting owners. At the start, I didn't. I was sort of a bit shy, but now I don't mind. I enjoy going to meet somebody and seeing if we can strike a deal together. You know, have a win-win for both of us. So, all that stuff here. Yeah. Castorino needs structure and organisation when working on a project. This justifies his favouritism of subdivisions over Renaults. Renaults are like driving a, a speed a race car. Yeah, so like everyone there, you need you need the guy to change the wheels. You know, everyone's got to be there on time. Otherwise, it doesn't happen. You lose. Uh, whereas subdivisions are slow, but you know, it's like driving a you know one of those um, ferries across Manly. There, you know, steady, steady. So. Um, not not to say that you can make errors, but it's a more slow-moving process. Um, however, you can still make mistakes, and 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 usually, it, it, I, I'd say um, for me, I've made heaps of them so far. It's it's not not planning ahead, so not looking into the future and saying I'm going to need this guy. So let's let's organise him and so forth. Or it could be just a, a mistake that nobody's seen that it's a, um, an engineering issue. The, the sewer line is lower than what it was meant to be, or we've got to do something bigger, like you know, put up a retaining wall or lift the block up to get the sewer down. So those things are none of no one can see potentially early. So they're more costly errors, you know. Whereas a renovation, we can. We can stuff up on a reno and it might only cost us five grand. But uh, a subdivision, you could stuff up and it could cost you 50 or 100, you know. So 
um, that's the difference. But the rewards are much bigger. A recent subdivision he did was an unfinished mansion that he managed to get his hands on. The amount of work it needed was almost unbelievable for the developer. Yet, he managed to make a huge profit out of someone else's mistakes. So basically, purchased it through a... Um, directly bought it through an owner directly. So I sent a letter out. I got a phone call. The, the owner sounded interested in doing a, having a chat further. So I went to his place and we had a chat and um, found out what they wanted. It's sort of roughly where I wanted to be too. So um, we, we struck a deal. I found out what he wanted. He wanted a quick settlement. He didn't want too much messing around. So I gave him that and I said, oh, I just needed uh, a week and a half, two weeks to do some DD on the site, due diligence. And I uh, went to the the consultants, the town planner, the engineer, and found out it was all good to go. I did redone my FISO and um, renegotiate a little bit less because I had a few road crossings to send water across the road and it was going to cost another 20 grand. Uh, settled on that property, big house, uh, 1,200 square metre lot. Um, big house on it that was basically unlivable. It was built, but they didn't finish it. It was all just, um, and they actually built it over the top of a, a three bed, one bath house. So they built this like, I don't know how many bedrooms. I, it, I didn't take notice of the plans, but it looked like a 10 bedroom house. <laughs> the size of it. it, it massive, like 600 square meter house, uh, it, half the site. <laughs> And he built it over the top of another house. And then the, the, the owners that I bought it off um, stripped that house inside, took that, demolished that house and took it out steady, steady like that and left, left the shell of the new house. And their plan was to do it up, you know, finish it. And also sheet the walls and finish the plumbing and whatever, fit it out. But they, uh, they they must have run out of money. They couldn't afford to do it anymore because it's massive. It would cost. I did the numbers and I brought some carpenters and builders over there, and they said at least four hundred thousand to do this place, get it back to what it should be. So that was off the cards. Uh, so yeah, so demolished that. Uh, that that was flattened in a matter of hours. How much do you think that house would have been worth in itself? To build that, that was a massive house. Um, to build that, they would have spent at least two, three hundred thousand on it because it's it's all brand new, brand new iron roof. How did you feel when you looked at it and went, "Wow, this is a brand new house"? Obviously, it's going to cost four hundred thousand to continue to work on it, but still, it just feels like a complete waste to demolish something like that. Yeah, it's a shame. Could could you have even lift it up and sold it someone else? No, no, no. It was just it it it, the, it wasn't sealed, so all the timbers were still there, so it wouldn't need it reframing i say and and having all that timber exposed there for all that amount of years uh wasn't doing it any good and and the fact that the plumbing there was no there's no paperwork so you know when you build a house you've got to go through stages of certification you know the, the subfloor the foundation the plumbing make sure that all the all the protrusion has got uh, white ant um protection we, we couldn't find any of that paperwork so Essentially, we would have had to jackhammer all the cement, which was just like 600 square metres of it, and uh, redo all the plumbing work because you couldn't prove to the next buyers that it was protected. So, yeah, it was another thing. But all the, all the neighbours said, oh, what a shame, what a shame. But 
a lot of them said it was just standing there for years and years. No one was doing anything for it, so it's better getting three new houses up there. So, and that's what we did. So we sub subdivided into three blocks. Um, because it was slab down to the back, about a meter, just under a meter to to the corner, we had to um, raise raise bring in a lot of fill and raise the back up so all the water, the storm water, would run to the front. Where it's meant to on the on the verge in the gutter, and that re requires um, retaining walls on either side. So the civil bill was about ninety thousand between connecting the sewers to the three blocks, or providing sewers, uh, water, retaining wall, and fill, some fencing. Um, yeah, so that's it. And now, so now we're in uh, uh, what do you call it? as. as as constructed drawings, they've, they've just been completed. So you, you you basically go and get a DA, you um, get that approved, you um, get the drawings done by the engineer. They, they they we then construct according to those drawings, and then we've got to prove that we constructed to those drawings. So we get some drawings, and then those drawings are now going with the engineer. They'll they'll sign off on it. And then we'll send all that, all those documents, all that evidence to the council to show that we've completed to the according to their conditions. And that's called plan sealing. And and then we'll go for titles, which I expect July. And then the owners will take over. They'll How much did you purchase this block for? All, all those kind of things. So um, purchased for four four thirty, hundred thirty thousand. Um, hang on, give me. Can I? Bring this up yeah yeah sure sure this is exciting this is what i like to hear because <laughs> if you said it's ninety thousand to do the civils i'm curious now you know how much each block would have been sold for roughly and then rough estimates you know i got it here now i've got exact here for you um so 430 to buy um the the construction cost 228 so the 90 was part of that all the rest is consultants and um, and the blocks sold for 315, 320, 340, so a total of 975, right? And so profit after holding costs of about 50K and GST of about 40, um, 170. That's fantastic. Over what period? 10 months. That's great. That's a very good profit. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's a good one, and it was easy too. Like I, I done a similar one like this last year. Same thing, sloping, all the similar same um, engineering things, and uh, so I was used to it. And it was easy to do. Yeah. So the biggest challenge I think a lot of people come and talk about when they're looking for blocks to subdivide as a developer is to actually find these blocks. Because if you understand the concepts of doing it, it's actually a process, and you just follow that step by step. But the challenge is finding it. Is that what you found as well to be? The, the biggest oh that's the biggest yeah defining them the ones that stack up and i mean there's there's so many on the market that none of them stack up none especially on realestate.com none of them stack up and to try and find that needle in the haystack is difficult so it's, it's a lot of work you know a lot of work to do that in some markets finding a property like that could take months he explains how you could feasibly do it depending on your schedule. Well, I, I think it's it dependent on market too, by the way. I mean, it, you know, some markets are quicker than others. I, I think good 12 months at least, 
at least and 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 look at hundreds and hundreds of sites um so so and that so 12 months is someone full-time so if you're doing it part-time i mean if you got to look at say um 500 sites before you get one and if you can only look at 10 a week yeah you know, it's it's a lot you know so um you know, it depends on how much time you have, but I, I'd say at least 12 months unless you're really lucky, yeah. Luckily for Castorina, he's built a team that helps with developments so he doesn't spend months at a time searching for deals. Yeah, I've got a guy working, he's, he's really good. Um, so he's looking and I, I do, I talk to agents and um, I, I do deal directly with agents and he, he sort of goes directly with landowners. So we've got sort of a blend happening. Um, and I've got a team of um, um, three girls working for me that do the research. So I look at sites and uh, do the, the groundwork, just just looking at, you know, contours and flooding and all that sort of stuff. So I'm, I'm not looking at the wrong sites in the first place, you know, because I send letters out too. I don't want to send letters to a site that's fully flooded. Of course. Yeah, so it's very very targeted. So you've actually already pre-planned where you're going to be even sending out the letters because otherwise you're just basically blanketing out letters to people who might not be interested and it just becomes a waste. So you're really, really targeted exactly where you're, you're really wanting these blocks for. Or, or you send letters to an owner that never gets letters and you'll get the phone call straight away. Yeah, I'm interested in selling but it's it's like three meters underwater. So. <laughs> And it's not a site that you can develop, so you're just wasting everybody's time. You know? Coming up after the break, we explore the mindset behind Castorina's success. Always look for win-win. You know, you'll help the next person out. Let the let the money flow through you to other people. We also hear the best advice he's received. If there's a problem, it's always here. I'm creating the problem. So, um, you know, we, we, we only perceive the world through our own belief system. As well as his book recommendations. Yeah, there, there's heaps. Oh, I'm reading all the time and you have to, and every time I read the book, I read it from a different angle. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey property investor, is your cash or equity currently earning you 1-2% to per annum sitting in the bank? What if I said to you that you can do better? To find out more, simply register your interest to become a money partner at propertyinvestory.com. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest to get a high return with low risk on their money for 6 months. Register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. It's it's freedom. It's um, it's it's a feel, it's a feeling of freedom. So I, I can you know when you when you're working the the hours of and the holidays are fixed. You know you can only go away when when the the boss tells you you can go away. Now basically we we do what we choose. We, if we want to go away next week we can. Um, so that's one. I'm home all the time. Um, Sometimes Shell says I'm home too much, but it could be a good thing, you know, especially COVID, you know. 
you know, it's all the little things, um, you know, that we've got money now because it's, it's, to me, uh, the amount of money I earn, it depends on how much work I put in, you know, so if I put more work, and so that money, I can use it, if we want to go on a holiday, we can, and, and if I want to donate it, I can, and so there's freedom of what we do with, with our money, and, and there's things like, and then I'm meeting, I'm, I'm, I'm involved with a lot of wonderful people that I've, uh, you know, getting all these new ideas, you know, with, you know, new charities, different businesses, all that sort of stuff. So it's, yeah, it's great because you're in a great environment. Um, so, yeah, and I'm always evolving. You know, I'm not the same person I was last year. So it's just, uh, yeah, you grow as, as you go. Castorina believes he's constantly growing and changing. So, how did he develop that mindset to begin with? He credits some of his evolution to his favorite books. I like all the Rob Moore books. Um, if I can, I got one here. I think. No, I don't. No, I don't have it there. But um, any book by Rob Moore is really good. Um, you know the the um, Stephen Covey's book. You know the six. Uh, Seven Habits of uh, Highly Successful People. Um, any of uh, Kiyosaki's books are great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm reading some autobiographies now. I'm reading Branson's stuff at the moment. That, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, there, there's heaps. Oh, I'm reading all the time, and you have to. And every time I read the book, I read it from a different angle. So, um, yeah, all that stuff. Um, Actually, one I just read recently, which is really great. Um, I've only got it on Kindle, but a guy called Naval Ravikant. He's a he's a he's an angel investor over in the states, and he's really good. Um, you read his material, um, really good stuff. Yeah. What What's that book about? The what's it called? It's um, the Almanac of Naval Ravikant. It's, it sounds like a very interesting book to read. I have to pick it up. I always love hearing some new titles, especially people's autobiographies. You know, I've been reading a lot, like um, yeah, Phil Phil Knight's one with Nike. You know, um, Richard Branson's ones. I just love all these autobiographies because it really goes to show, I guess, a bit of backstory behind how they achieved their success and built those large companies. Yes, yeah, that's good, and it gives you inspiration. A man as interesting as Castorina must find inspiration from an even more interesting person. Refreshingly, Castorina believes that the best inspiration comes from within oneself. I think, um, and it comes from everybody. Young keeps saying to me or reminding me all the time, but it's it's always looking within. You know, always, if there's a problem, it's always here. I'm creating the problem. So, um you know, we, we, we only perceive the world through our own belief system, you know, our own fears and whatever. So, and you might, we might have the same situation and you and I might see it totally different ways. I might react and we feel scared and you might say, this is great. And it's just because we perceive it because of our belief system. So if something's bothering you, it's because of us, you know. Um, um, and it, it, I get told every day, you know, young keep saying to me, you know, yeah. You're your own worst enemy. So yeah, I think that's that's. I think if you can be self-aware and look at look at yourself from outside, look how you react and look at your thoughts all the time, you'll realise that um, yeah, that off you're often wrong. 
um, you know, it's, it's not this, it's not the other person's fault. It's not the other. It was not what happened. Um, that's the problem. It's interesting just to hear that perspective because if you, I guess. Take a step back and think about it. It's not always uh, right or wrong. It's about perception of whatever it is, and that perception is, you know, it could be different for everyone. And depending on who you are and who you, you know, perceive and so forth, could be thinking it could be right or wrong. You know, it's um, I guess a good another example I'm thinking of is maybe like when you're got something that you don't want, it's rubbish, and you want to chuck it out, but you can put it onto like you know Gumtree or eBay, and people find it's a treasure. It's like that kind of thing because you don't think, oh, you know, I don't need it anymore. That person might lo- love it. <laughs> it's exactly like that in property. You know, somebody really desperately doesn't want this house anymore because it's a trouble for them, but we pick it up because <laughs> it's extremely profitable for us as developers. Exactly. Everyone's a different spot. If Castorina could travel back in time and speak to that little boy who grew up in a small town surrounded by cane fields and daydreaming about planes, what would he say to him? Stop worrying about the future. Stop worrying about the future and relax. You know, I was, I was always 100, 100 mile an hour. That's how I was even from school. I was always got to do this, got to do this. Just relax. It's a, it's going to be okay. You know, uh, it's going to be okay because it does. It will always work. It always works out. You keep working at something, it'll work out. So yeah, definitely. Looking forward to the future, what is he most excited about in the next five years? Um, travel, when we can do it, <laughs> when we can do it. Um, I, I like to build a business up a little bit more to a point where I, where I want it to be and have a little bit, a few more staff in it so I'm sort of less required, so to speak, so to run it less with me. Um, yeah, and then, and then travel. So I want to, I want to spend... My my oldest son is sort of starting to leave the nest. He's sort of he's eighteen and he's spending less and less time. So I want to, you know, let's take you to places and let's do as many, you know, give him as much experience as we can, spend as much time together, that sort of stuff. And and yeah, there's heaps of things, but they're the main ones. Yeah. And last question for you, Alan, as well is how much of your success that you've achieved along your journey is due to intelligence, hard work, and skill, and how much of it would you say is luck? I think you create the luck. Um, and luck, I think there's the luck is um, uh, in actually in that book he says it, the same thing. It, luck, you know, if 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 you just um, you, if you just turn up one day and that owner wants to sell the house for you cheap. That's luck, but if if I put a thousand offers in and I went and look at a thousand houses, and that on, on the last day of the year I had I uh, got a owner that wants to sell the house to me, and you say, "Well, you're just lucky," but no, I did all that work leading up to it. So it's 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 action, you know. Uh, I don't think you have to be super intelligent to do this. You you know you have to be uh, have the wits and but have. A, just just do stuff just do stuff all the time be nice to people be honest um always look for win-win you know you'll help the next person out let the let the money flow through you to other people so um all that stuff is more important than than i think intelligence but and just doing stuff doing stuff all the time and luck will happen you know you do it long enough and you'll get lucky every now and then so 
Yeah, I think it's just all about the preparation is, is what you're saying. You know, once you're prepared, the opportunity arises in front of you and because you're prepared, luck strikes it. And getting the right people around, you know, like young, getting people there and and you rub shoulders together, get some information, you know, share um, and you use other people to, to help you and, and then you help other people and, you know, it, that's where it happens. Thank you to Alan Castorina, our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. And if you love the show and are ready to get serious about investing your money to get a low risk, high return, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a money partner. Right now, there are great opportunities in the property market and I'm looking for money partners who want to invest their money for a short 6 months. To register interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.